1: greetings and welcome to a friday edition of the shotgun start it is october 28th andy how we doing brendan i'm doing great you know
0: just uh getting ready for halloween you know big things coming and uh you what
1: know, are you nice doing to be- get ready i don't know i just gotta get ready any big halloween parties that's become a thing the weekend pr- preceding halloween there's a lot of parties Allegedly, the town that I inhabit now is is notorious
0: for Halloween.
1: Going big on Halloween, Interesting. yeah, like well, it's like fun. a
0: a massive
1: party. Good, that's great. There's there's some people who get really into Halloween. We'll have our Halloween episode on Monday. Hot Are costumes. you dressing up for Halloween? Nothing yet. Haven't brainstormed that yet. But maybe while I'm thinking of golf costumes for the episode on Monday, I'll come together, put together something. That's how the old the old slugger outfit came together and the first that was what is was that month two of this podcast like four years ago the whole yeah. you know we did the podcast on ideas and then i went out and that's what i was for halloween so maybe maybe it was some trigger over the weekend um you could be live slugger well that was it i had that on my list what do you do you take the walkie-talkie and put like a sword in his hand something that makes him a little Saudi touch around? I don't know what you make for live slugger. I don't know. There, there's always a new twist on slugger. Live will certainly feature prominently in the uh, in the Halloween episode. Hey, we have breaking news. Whoa, flew under the radar. But friend of the program, Joe Lamagna, turned us on to it. We had the boy from Bratislava, and now we have the man from Marseille, Martin Trainer. <laughs> American as apple pie is now French. <laughs>
0: I mean, this is obviously a play for the Olympics from Martin Trainer. I don't understand. I don't Grew think up he's in Palo got really Alto. a chance. I Went don't think to he's USC. got a chance.
1: No, that's like, like France has French- some players. Slovakia, you know, they, they're still growing the game. The Sabatini effect is still happening. Um, yeah, French. He's French. I just, we were looking at the Bermuda Butterfield deal and all of a sudden his French flag is there. He's playing well as he does in these opposite field events. Occasionally picks one off and then misses 28 cuts in a row. But Martin Traynor is five under with the French flag next to him. You know, you maybe you heard the cries for having to replenish the young blood of the Ryder Cup and he flipped himself French and now he thinks he's going to make Luke Donald's going to call on him at the Ryder Cup. I don't know, or it's a play, and the next Olympics are in Paris, Paris. Uh, But the man from Marseille is going for it. I cannot believe he's... Now, I found an article. I was reading up on this. This has somehow became part of my morning. (laughs) It's a little more legitimate than marrying into Slovakian heritage basically to try and win a medal
0: remarrying remarrying and yeah
1: yes yes the who's not like a high school
0: sweetheart remarrying
1: and whose niece is the you know or whose uncle is the head of slovak golf association or whatever his mom is french you know he can't claim dual citizenship via his mom he apparently speaks french there is a little bit of a history there uh but you know you gotta overcome victor perez uh, maybe Mike Lorenzo Vera gets his game back. Uh, others, Paul Barjan, many other French players. But Martin Traynor is now the man from Marseille. USC, Palo Alto, all that stuff out the window. So it would be incredible to see him at Paris if this was done two Olympics in a row. It's, um, uh, it's, it's extraordinary.
0: It's an extraordinary move. I uh, d- Ditching his Central California heritage and, and going to uh, to France.
1: One other, one other. we have a mid-am minute update. Uh, a friend of the program who is invited to this Puerto Rico mid-am event that gets you a spot in the Puerto Rico Open. You get a spot if you win it. Has declined it for the second year in a row because, quote, I stink, I'm not good enough, I, there's no reason I should be there if you look at the list. And you only got a beat, like 25 guys, 20, 28 guys, and you get a spot in a PGA Tour event. now. I sort of understand the like hesitancy to do it. Like if you are a mid-am, is playing in a PGA Tour event like the Puerto Rico Open like a big carrot? You got to pay to go there, right? <laughs> You're not making like, prize money. <laughs> are you winning FedEx Cups and prize money? Like I guess I, I just doesn't feel like a huge carrot. So, anyways,
0: it is, it is though. Like you're playing a PGA I mean, Tour event, right? The reason any real mid-am golfer is good at golf is because they like hate losing and love the thrill of competition, right? Right. And getting to play right. against, I'm not going to say the world's best, some of, some of the world's, you know, almost best players yep and jj henry <laughs> you know that's a that is a carrot i mean it's the i think it's the prestige that would go along with it it is it is strictly ego driven though
1: yeah yeah right it would just it'd be a costly trip i would think and you can you're not collecting on it so i have this confused again it's the mid am event in dominican that's going on not puerto rico it's teetering on disaster quote unquote I decided to WD. It isn't even 30 players. A week before the event, we were told the hotel was under renovations, so we sent dozens of Airbnb options to book by ourselves. Uh, they sent out an informal poll asking if diff- if a different course should be used. So, uh, and this guy claims I stink. I should not be invited to this with an opportunity to to qualify. But that's where the that's your midday minute update. While we're on the subject of sort of end around. Ways into these opposite field PGA tour events. We did uh get a little bit more intro info on Kim Swan, your guy. You're wondering who is this guy? Um uh, he's a former legend of Troy Golf. He's play he's a Bermudan legend. He's 65. He's 65. <laughs> he did damage for Troy in like the early 80s, late 1970s. He's playing on a PGA Tour event in 2022. He's a member of the board of trustees at the host course. Royal, oh, what is God. it? Port Royal?
0: <laughs> what? Why is this guy in a tour event? <laughs>
1: I mean, you pull him up. There's a picture of him taken July 2022, it looks like. And I mean, I, I just, yeah, I, I he's... He's wearing the big, you know, Bermuda hat, I think. And uh, yeah, he's played. He's 65, and he has a connection to the home course. He's on the board. So he's c- now competing in the he's, Butterfield. He's 10 Bermuda. over
0: through seven <laughs>
1: as we <week's> speak. <No>. <laughs> yes. I feel bad for him. I should put him <laughs> in this position. All right. This- he started
0: out double, par, quintuple, par, par, bogey, double. And right now... He's on the seventeenth, par five. Looks like he's uh, he's playing from the fairway here.
1: The special opportunity comes as I celebrate my sixty fifth birthday. Port Royal Golf Course, which I proudly serve as chairman of the board can of porch board of trustees.
0: Can we just talk about like this is this a spot? This is, in the, a real this FedEx is the greatest. Comp- the greatest sports league in golf. This is the greatest tour. This is the most high profile tour, and this is the shit. That's going on. These people are playing. This would be like if just some random guy got into the into the NFL game because he like was integral in getting the stadium built.
1: Local. That doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah.
0: It does this is crazy. This is banana land. This, <laughs> just, this, this stuff should not
1: happen. Just want to point that out. In conjunction with the mid a minute, you know, whoever comes out of there, you know, probably a little more competitive, Competitive than the 65-year-old board of trustees at the course. But that, this is not to diminish Kim Swan's talents. He just he really great golfer in 1974, 1979.
0: Hey, we got this guy. He was the project manager on the stadium construction. He played high school football. Um, he was a guard. You, can you guys throw him in there for the first half? Um, let him play a few snaps
1: uh anyways that's where we're at what's going on with butterfields austin smotherman shot a career best 62 God. that kim Swanton. i mean we're the fact that he's not gonna break 90 we've highlighted you know kind of curious invitations exemptions qualifier end around things uh, that's up there that might be the most egregious one of of them all including the true love like for the 10th time or whatever like it's just it just doesn't have. It doesn't have a place. I, I don't think. Uh, Sixty-five year old. Anyways, um, all right. Austin Smotherman is your leader at Bermuda. Where should we go next? Should we talk about Liv? I don't know where we can go next after that.
0: Maybe it was better if we didn't know who Kim Swan was.
1: The man from Marseille, Kim Swan, and midday minute is where we're at on this Friday episode. We should probably go to live. I suppose they are having their oh, season-ending gosh. championship in Doral. They had a, a very clearly forced. Let's talk a little banter needle to each other amongst the captains as they picked their opponents for Friday. This is it was where very match-like. Yeah. Um i've i'm under the impression reliably maybe that there is like uh phil phil and brooks are not particularly friendly still even now that they are comrades in this live endeavor um but that was the everybody's hi- friends there though right that was a big highlight phil and brooks going back and forth about your your shirt is green do you have a jacket like that have you never been one number one in the world um no, that was clearly like you know show, but I I I'm under the impression that those those two are not uh, particularly close or speak much that often. So I, I I would love to see some of that animosity brought out, not just with them, but but in general. If you're going to do a team sort of league, but I, I don't, it doesn't feel like that's there as they sit up there on the dais and clearly told all the guys to like do some pops at each other, throw some hey, shots at each other.
0: I got some questions.
1: Yeah. What's going on with the the magic sticks? Why? Who's Poulter's the captain? The head. Poulter, who's the it's captain? just a revolving door. It's a playing captain. Revolving door. It's like recess <laughs> every day. Like, who's going to be the captain? <laughs> they, they go out and play recess football. They just kind of rotate them around, depending on the, the day wor- of the week.
0: The world demands Westy in the anchor match coming down the stretch, watching that putter wobble around and, and jab at three-footers.
1: Uh <laughs> So
0: this is the most to, interesting thing that's going on.
1: The the these matches on paper are really woof tough scene. And you know, it's even exposing the exposing
0: the bottom of the of the totally. at bottom.
1: <laughs> I just like this format while great like on paper and maybe an execution, maybe by like Sunday you, you're having DJ versus Bryson and a one-on-one with three other matches that are very close. But this really emphasized like they got to get some guys. They got to get more guys. Cause when you have a 48 man event, you can highlight the stars and hide the rest of the detritus, you know, underneath. Can, can I go down?
0: Can I rattle down the list and, and go, you tell me it. if I was you're interested yeah. or not interested? Yeah. All right, Kapka versus Harold Varner.
1: I mean, because I've seen the list, on the scale of this list, interested. <laughs> sure, that's a good PJ Tour players. That's fine. Peter Uline versus James Pettit, or James Piat. Barf.
0: How is Piat their number two guy?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Well, but I mean, that's why they're the 12 seed. The Niblex.
0: crack versus uh, Cochrack and uh, Chase Kepka versus Turk
1: Pettit and Hudson Swafford. Barf! Look, I I get like, <laughs> dude. Look, keep going, keep going. Throw this, that. Go, this is
0: list. this next one is just this is the poo poo platter of all <laughs> poo <poo-poo> poo platters. <laughs> Joaquin Neiman
1: uh, versus Shurgo Alkardi. Who's jumped in for the injured. Can you believe it? Martin Keimer's injured. Can you believe that? That's like, you know, signing the guy that always gets hurt for $50 million and he's hurt. Yeah. Shergo Alcurti, who's the traveling alternate, jumped in for Stenson in Boston. He's like
0: 19.
1: Yeah. He's Jordanian, I believe. Um, Now he's playing Joaquin Neiman. So that, uh, Neiman Keimer... Again, on the relative scale, <laughs> moderate interest. That's God, like no interest. Yeah, it's not great. That's not great either. Not less so with Shergo, for Jed sure. Chad Bor- Morgan versus Laurie Cantor. How do no. you, you feel about Barf. that? No.
0: <laughs> then, then the foursomes of Scott Vincent and Adrian Otague, your guy, the vowel man, <laughs> versus <laughs> the, the G Mac and Cheese and Dick Bland. <laughs> Terrible. Not okay. This is <laughs> like, this. This is I. I'd rather watch Swan Swan Kim to be completely
1: honest. Kim Swan, I think. Kim it is. Swan. I almost yeah. I didn't know which one was which. Um. Um. All right. Can I keep going? Yeah. We're onto the onto the next grouping
0: here. Phil versus Cam Smith.
1: It's got sizzle. It's got star power. Yes, that's the best of the entire deal. It'll probably be a, a six and five match though. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't want to bag fill that. But
0: you you got home run power. Effectively Aaron Judge, Matthew Wolf. Aaron I Judge. think that's
1: giving Matthew Wolf a little too much credit. <laughs> all right. We'll go with I that. mean Aaron Judge all time. All time. <laughs> Glenn season. Allen Hill. We'll go Glenn Allen Hill. <laughs> You need Matthew more of a guy Wolf. that hits Homer and that strikes out 25 times that, Hill. that was judged that, in the playoffs, but yeah, Adam right. Dunn
0: would Adam Dunn. Yeah, maybe something like that. <laughs> Adam yeah. Dunn Matt, Matt Wolf versus our guy, John Olrude. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Leishman, you know, the, the guy batting it around tall, big guy you expect to have pop, but really just, you know, is, is slapping the ball around there. Are you interested uh, in that match? Um.
1: Sure, kind of. It's, it's All right, a, so we got three matches. Okay.
0: <laughs> now we got Bert Wiesberger and Cam Tringali versus Matt Jones and Wade Ormsby.
1: You line it up for that one. This is the worst match on the entire. I know there are no, more. Uh, no. Yes, there are more. Kind Jen of Morgan Laurie Cancer. No, this is the one that just exposes the whole deal <laughs> as like a sham after the first like six guys. Ormsby Jones. Swiesberger, Tringali. This is terrible. These aren't even matches. <laughs> like, let alone, like, obviously, and the most live bot uh, loyalist, like, you know, they want to like pop you. Like, oh, would you have been a cool if they would rolled this out at the Presidents Cup last month? You would have been you would have thought, like, this is good. Like, and i I understand President's Cup is twenty four players. So, like, and this is forty eight, but a lot of these matches, most of these matches, are matches you would not even see at the WGC, right? It was just 64 guys. And that's what makes like a kepka Varner, Wolf, Leishman. Those are like within the realm of a match you might see in Austin. So many of these are not even close to that. So that's a 64-person field. Like, obviously, like if you send any of these out at a Ryder Cup or President's Cup, you're just like, this is a disaster. All right. Poulter versus Nah. I mean, no, it's not. There's some potential <laughs> two, there for. Two of the most conflict. unlikable
0: characters.
1: There's some potential there for conflict, right? Those guys like to, you know, kind of get into semantics, right? Westy versus Siwan Kim? No. No. No interest.
0: <laughs> Horsefield and Stenson versus Saddam and uh, Pachara?
1: No. I, I like none of this is compelling. <laughs> this is where. Live and they—they're really relying on the format to be the only reason you want to watch.
0: So I guess you know here's the the crazy thing, the and crazy other thing. Better. Here's the, here's the thing. This is infinitely more interesting than if these this collection of players were playing stroke play.
1: Yeah, but it highlights the lack that when when you have to put the match board out there and you get to have to see these on paper, like these guys are going against each other, like you can't just ignore the last like the second half of a leaderboard. You have to actually like lock in and like, wow, this is what they're putting out. They got to get some guys. Do you think like they're counting on the format to really be interesting? They're counting on. I mean, I think the format get better by Sunday, like when you have more the higher ranked teams playing. Uh, but this was not a way to make a splash, not a way to make an announcement. It, it, it em- emphasizes to me, like they got to get more guys. Like they got to yes. get more guys. They need more guys. Because, I just like,
0: even when you roll out, like, I guess, you know, four aces, whatever, you know, the DJ's team. And you've got like the, the gooch, gooch Pat Perez versus let's just say against uh Phil's team with Wiesberger Weas- and <coughs> Cam Trigali that's a f- terrible match yeah it's all it could be an that's exciting awful. match but it's not like the personalities the people like part of what it will make this work and this is also a, a you know a back half of live is like live needs personalities to make this work. And they have the best collection of detestable human beings that you could put together in golf. Like, the people that you don't... you The more personality that they show, the more you dislike them. That is who they have, like, plucked. So, one of the issues is that, like... I think, like, one of the things that that draws people to F1 to me seems to be as somebody who's pretty casual does it like will like pay attention to who wins a race, but is not watching races like, and when I talk to other people, they seem to be like, Oh, I really like Lewis Hamilton. I'm a Verstappen guy. Nobody is like, I'm a, I'm a Pat Reed guy. I, you know, I really, I'm really, I mean, the ones who are, are it's
1: not a big audience and it's not the audience (laughs) you want. Yeah. Like
0: I love Bryson. I mean, I think Bryson does have like a collection of fans and I might be able to buy that, but he's not very good at golf anymore. No, like, that's a problem. He's a long drive guy now. So like, Uh,
1: this is like like, a million dollar question, obviously. And we, I don't know if we can answer it. Like, do you think a lot more guys are coming? Do you think a lot, there's a lot, there's like reinforcements? The thing about coming it is that like they don't a,
0: need that many guys.
1: I don't think, I think they do when you start looking at these match boards. Like they need bodies, like a lot, I'm it say, feels they need, like.
0: They need big names.
1: Yeah. They I, need, I just, I, I, if, I, you know, obviously we've, we've, you know, they've, they've done incredible work in making this sort of incursion in about seven, eight months that they've done um but so it, here's it, here's the flip year, side but i look at this and i'm like uh maybe the pga tour like has stopped the bleeding and this isn't so bad but we'll see there's now more names. now
0: let me just these are the worst teams let me just play devil's advocate yeah all right and i'm not saying that these guys are going i'm not saying that i'm just using this as a this is not you know well i'm just going to use even names that are extremely unlikely to go basically borderline would never go. Okay? Let's just say that, like, they pull some top 10 player... Two, two more top 10 players in. And all of a sudden, you replace Kev- Kevin Na as a captain. And Poulter as a captain. And... And then Al Curdy as a captain. <laughs> <laughs> so you you just bump those down. And let's just say that the head... like. Uh, it, Varter obviously would be Bubba Watson when he's when he's, you know, Brooks yeah. versus Bubba. That's entertaining. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Now, if we if we say Alcerty is Victor Hovland, and you got Joaquin Neiman, Victor Hovland, that's interesting. Yep. Then you say but- we've got if we replace Poulter with let's just say Rory, which will never happen, right? and Rory right. Spieth so but I'm saying if you get three big three more big names the bottom then the bottom matches are of right. captains are Brooks versus Bubba very watchable Joaquin versus ne- uh Hovlin, Joaquin Neiman versus Hovlin, very watchable Phil versus Cam Smith very watchable and then the last one is something like you know and Rory would never go I'm just I don't want to Anybody to say anything about my me rumoring names, right, is Rory versus Spieth, right? And that, that's, those are your matches, that type of, like, then all of a sudden, and then the bottom matches get better because you're pushing players down. What I'm saying, like, 48 guys, as you illuminated with the WGC, it's not that hard to have some sizzle when you're talking Matt Wolf and Leishman being, like, pretty watchable.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a match you would see at a, a WGC Austin. I I that's just devil's advocate. That's the yeah, position. I know like, this is I, really
0: I, bad, but is it that bad if they get three more names? Um.
1: Yeah, I, I guess like I, I if, right, it had me feeling. Uh, th- this this, yeah, we're we're probably drawing two grand conclusions just from like one match session. And I know I am. I, it had me feeling like a little better about the tour being not locked down, but in a pretty strong position with the guys. Like it just made Liv look a little more circus like and a little weaker, I thought, um, than it has been, if that's possible.
0: And it, like um, th- the Stinger, like the South African team, like the whole back of it. The, one of the problems that Liv has is they're like locked in with Charles Schwartzel. and
1: yeah. <laughs> Can and, I make another go ahead.
0: Yeah. And You're Sam talk, Horsfeld. <laughs> like
1: this is Nobody for, cares about him. These guys are like up there talking shit and they're supposed to be antagonists and it's supposed to be a pretty intense competition. And there's a so much money on the line. So much money. Kind of great. High stakes, and the competition should be intense. You just talked about how a lot of these are like the worst people kind of that are to root for i think you know the worst people in, in golf i think whatever you used
0: most dislikable we'll go settle on
1: and there's so much money at stake what kind of oversight is happening here at these events is, are the are the drivers being ct tested you just talked about jason kokrak in the round I one i wonder about how much is dollars. going
0: on at the pga tour event
1: well that's a separate thing i was gonna i have that coming next but like is there any CT testing? Are they checking Green's books? Are they checking balls? Are they checking any manner of things that's not certified by the gaming commissions because they're not answering these like integrity oversight questions? I just like, and they have a collection of players, some of which have been known to be pretty aggressive when it comes to interpretation of the rules, right? Yeah. I just like, and there's so much money at stake. I, I, I'm not, uh, it can be self-policing, I suppose, but everybody's making a lot of cash. It just feels like I would like to hear what their plans are for more rule enforcement and communication of that and transparency of that. And you just mentioned the tour, like the tour should be even stronger, given that the tour is certified by all these gaming things and has all their lines listed because they've like, that's not really existed on the tour. And you could say that the stakes are even higher because there are people gambling on that. Um, but anyways, I just seen coke crack pop up. It's like CT machine coke crack uh, You wonder what's going on in Miami. If there's anything. Outside. It could just be the wild, wild west. There's not a lot of cameras out there. There's not a lot of uh, officials out there. It's just, it's interesting given that this the amount of money on hand uh, what could be happening in these match play situations. Probably a little easier with match play because you have a kind of uh, an opponent sort of self-policing or or policing you. So that's Liv. Do you have any other thoughts on Miami here? We, we've got Rory took a run at some of these guys. You want to talk about Rory? Yeah, sure. Let's do an ad read first. <laughs> then we'll go get to Rory. Uh, ad read for our friends at com. It is the fall. It is layering season. I was just layered up in my quarter zip, Russell quarter zip. I've got a short, I took, I took it off. We came in the office, sun's beating down a little hot. So I've got my, now I'm in my Liam Polo. Uh, This is basically what I live in. They call it, I think lived in luxury. It's just comfortable stuff, right? It's like you can be, I I had to go out and meet someone for lunch, had to be presentable in a way. Um, But it might as well be in, you know, loungewear because it's all the Peruvian Pima cotton, uh, easy to get around in, easy to kind of be versatile in if you want to be presentable or comfortable. Uh, I would recommend the Russell Quarter Zip. Could function as kind of a dress-up deal. Could function as just kind of hanging out, going to soccer games on Saturday deal. So uh, the promo code is SGS25. They have all those collegiate teams on all a lot of this stuff, these layers, these Russell Quarter Zips, these the long-sleeve polos. Um, both sport and non-sport. They also have it on zero-restriction t- stuff. If you're more into that, they, they've got college deals with them. Uh, and the promo code is SGS25. Gets you 25% off at bdraddy.com All right. Uh, let's talk about Rory. He... I, 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 I love the backhanded compliment, compliment to Sergio. Most of his legacy is Ryder Cup-based. I don't know if he intended that to be like backhanded... But it was kind of a shot at like, Sergio, you really haven't done much aside from the Ryder Cup. Said Also threw Westy and Poulter in there. Do you have the quotes in front of you? Yeah, uh, um, I
0: don't have them in front of you, but I, th- I found it amusing that Westy was in there given his recent history. At the yeah. Ryder Cup? Yeah. Um, Poulter, definitely. Poulter, I mean, that's what he's really known for. Right. So de- you know, otherwise he would just be known for being an asshole.
1: <laughs> kind of a twitter cartoon character yes (laughs) which he was he was sort of grumpy about it uh when asked about it On oh
0: absolutely that's all all i thought of but his response my god (laughs) this guy is just so
1: insufferable always
0: looking to just like pop people
1: you know right without it's like brooks but with less of a resume to do so with less of a leg to stand on right but brooks like brooks it's a little bit of a game I think he gets the sport in him, like talking, talking shit or like trolling people. I think that's sort of a game for Brooksy. Whereas I don't think like Polter's not, Poulter's not in on it. He's just acting that way. Do you but, want the quote? Sure. There's several of them, but go for it's, it. it.
0: It's a weird thing. I think it is the first time in my life that I've felt betrayal in a way. It's an unfamiliar feeling to me. You build bonds with these people through Ryder Cups and other things. Them knowing that what they are about to do is going to jeopardize them from being a part of that ever again. There was a great opportunity for GMAC to be the captain at Adair in 2027. Most of Sergio's legacy is Ryder Cup based. Same with Poulter and Westwood. I would like to think the Ryder Cup means as much to them as it does to me. Maybe it does, but knowing what the consequences could be, I just could never make that decision. Okay, it might not be 100% certain, but that it could be the outcome. It just isn't a move I'd be willing to make. I thought they felt the same way. Now, all right, this is Rory's personal feeling, right? And I think... It is important. Like I I have a feeling that Greg Norman told them, told all these guys that they were gonna be getting world ranking points. And that that, hey, we do this and it's gonna force everybody's hand and this is the way it's gonna go. And everybody bought in on the optimistic ideals. And do you know why they bought in on those optimistic ideals? Because they wanted to believe that they were gonna get this. $50 million, $25 million up front, and nothing was really going to happen to
1: them. There'd be no consequences. Yes.
0: Yeah. And now, you know, like, I do kind of believe that that was the pretense for all this because of how big of a push for world ranking points there's been from Greg Norman and the live regime. It seems like that those players were all sold on this utopian vision that everything was going to be all fine and dandy and they were going to, you know, they, they weren't going to get banned from anything.
1: Right. And now here they are. And, and Poulter still defiant says, well, I'm, I'm still going to qualify is what he said. So that was a, an aspect of Rory's comments that, that the Ryder cup, he also talked about this M Austin versus them thing has gotten way out of control. If the two enemies keep doubling down, it's only going to become irreparable. We have, to, uh, we are going to have a fractured sport for a long time. We should mention this is by you and Murray and the guardian. I don't know if you said that, but uh, these quotes got ripped off without, without citation and credit, like so much yesterday and golf media just has to be better. Whether it's in social graphics or uh, screenshotting quotes. And I know I'm not bad a hundred percent on this, but we just have to be better. You and Murray got this interview with Rory and it was published in the guardian. Um, anyways, um, so, yeah, the us versus them quote was, in, the, uh, I think, in the tweet and the headline. I mean, Rory's played a part into the polarization a little bit, but he also has to be a voice and a leader on one side. So he's asked about it every 10 seconds, and he has to give cogent answers or try to give cogent answers. Um, the other thing I thought amusing was like um, – you know, they've been misguided in how to spend their money. Out of all the ones who went, DJ seems to be one that was accepted the most. Maybe he is the smart one. Um, he's basically, Norman has found people to fund his vendetta. This has been his dream for 30 years. Uh, and last but not least, if you're, you know, crunching the numbers on the TPS reports at TPC intech this week, probably not happy with a little more than a backhanded compliment to Sergio, but an absolute blast at the FedEx, the FedEx Cup. Cup. Unintended, I imagine. He's talking about he cried on Erica's shoulder after losing the Open. He's like, I'm not doing that when I lose the FedEx Cup. If I didn't win the FedEx Cup, I wasn't going to cry. I didn't win the Open, and I cried. So, kind of an unintended shot at the FedEx Cup there. That's your Rory interview, you're, you and Murray. I We'll see what happens with the European Ryder Cup Tour. Maybe Martin Trainer gets that spot. He could be the big
0: hope. He could be Europe's new hope. Everybody's been, you know, we've been at the drawing board. What's going to happen with this turnover?
1: Martin Trainers there to fill the void. T9 at Butterfield. I don't know what you get. Ryder Cup points for that. Top 10 at the Butterfield. Luke Donald. Get a lot of FedEx Cup points. That's true. That's true. Um, Should we do do
0: Flashback Friday?
1: Yeah. Do you have anything? I got a short little thing. All right. It's brought to you by Precision Pro. PrecisionProGolf.com. Use the promo code uh, SHOTGUN20. You get $20 off your NX10. I saw uh, debut of Tourist Sauce last night. Those guys were using their NX10s out there on that one. Uh, so, yeah. Precision Super Pro. Super
0: fast. Locks on your target. Gives you those numbers.
1: You flip I- <laughs> did, did I see? I, I swear this came across my desk in a message that... Live is going to Rangefinders, but you just got to have slope off. Maybe I'm uh, wrong. Maybe that was sure something I, other than. Sure, Liv.
0: everybody will abide by that.
1: Flip the, Maybe that was another pro event of some court, but I thought I saw that. Anyways, maybe NX10s, get get them all down there to trump Doral and they'll get, you know, use the promo code shotgun20. It is really fast. It locks on. As long as you're not an idiot and, you know, you're shooting something that's way over yonder or you, you can't lock, you can't aim it within 15 yards of where you want to be or, you know, if 20 yards of where you need to be, then it locks on quickly. So you can go to precisionprobegolf.com, promo code is shotgun20, and you can personalize those with whatever colors, flags, motifs you want with the, the customizable little magnet plate. All right, what's your little flashback that you got? You said you had a mini guy. Just a mini guy. You okay. know, I, I figured
0: people might be interested in like Bermuda golf you oh. know, as a whole. Okay so you know golf uh, Bermuda is this little like golf destination. obviously the most famous course there is uh, was designed by Charles Blair McDonald, really the grandfather of American golf yeah and you know that that really gave the country uh, or whatever you want to call it what is it a country is it independent now? I think it is. the country uh a you know I, I apologize for not knowing that any bermudians I, I, apology Is a british right overseas
1: territory it's administered independently as a country is what i see so i okay. think it is its own country but it's a so how did it
0: become this golf hotbed you know there's tons of golf courses there and it's kind of just strange right like how did it yeah. become a golf hotbed so this is from uh This is from Scotland's Gift. And then there's, I read some other stuff in George Bato's great book, Evangelist, uh, uh, The Evangelist of Golf, which is about Charles Blair MacDonald. Unfortunately, it's an extremely expensive and
1: rare book. So (laughs) (laughs) unless
0: you want to spend a ton of money,
1: I, you know, you can get a uh, range finder and use that. And maybe that'll support more Flashback Fridays excerpting (laughs) expensive and rare books in the future. So there you go.
0: Let's do a reading of it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is uh, Charles Blair McDowell. This is from Scotland's Gift, which is not an expensive book that you can purchase, and uh, it might be kind of pricey. But I don't, I don't know exactly how much. I'm sorry, these I don't. Things have just bounce go. around some of these prices, yeah. you know.
1: Sometimes little...
0: you can find it for nine bucks. Sometimes yeah. it's seventy bucks. Right. Um, I first went to Bermuda in 1904, and every few years afterward visited the island again. There was no golf course in Bermuda worthy of the name in 1919. Just shot across the bow at, at what golf was there. This is the same guy that wrote the golf course he designed, just like openly criticizing how how much of a disgrace it was, what the golf course had become and how other courses had passed by. And it's like, dude, you designed this course, yeah, bro.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Bro. Um,
0: bro. When the 18th Amendment was passed, which is the liquor oh my ban, God. yeah, and the 19th abolished, I discussed with a number of friends the propriety of having a golf course in Bermuda. So having a place where you could go drink. Ah, there you go. Many friends thought it was better to go to Cuba, but I felt confident Bermuda was the place. So think about that. Think about so how if his friends had convinced in the him on Cuba. Yeah. What would have happened to those golf courses? It would sort have been. The,
1: yeah. It's like, where do we go drink? Kind of a fork in the road. You see two bar store- fronts and you're like, which one am I going into? And that's the, the chase the night in one of those. And that's what happened at uh, how Bermuda got developed, right? I mean, yeah. versus Cuba. Maybe you get a little CB McDonald influence in Cuba.
0: So. yeah exactly well because y- like the uh, the i think the second most famous course i believe it's called tuckerstown now is the charles banks course which charles sure. banks was on the construction crew of the uh, of mid-ocean and built that also okay. so you know it's how you have like this like you know i think robert trent jones designed the course they're playing this week so you, you kind of like have this little tiny island that's got all these courses designed by famous architects. So um, so what the idea who McDonald only built golf courses for his rich friends. So he didn't take fees. He just built courses for friends. Rainer was the one that turned it into a business. So this friend was the uh, Withy Steamship Company. Okay. So they diverted one of their steam out there and they went out there with uh, with Charles Wetmore and they investigated and they found this piece of land. And, uh, you know, you know, it, it, the big thing was he didn't just put it on the ocean like you might see at Port Royal. Those yeah. holes on the ocean are yeah. very good. Yeah. Like this golf course like meandered through the valleys. But the most complicated thing about building this golf course was the planning and construction of the course uh, was the only citizens of the crown were permitted to own land on the island. So owing to that, uh, they had to have an agent there. And the property was pur- purchased through an agent, but it was a, co- a consortium of uh, you know, affluent Americans that bought the, bought the property. Okay. Um, there's a famous hole out there, the Fifth, the Cape Hole. It's like the most famous Cape Hole uh, that McDonald designed. And this is the last little snippet of it, but this is kind of how golf started there. But the the Babe Ruth went to visit Mid-Ocean. He was obviously a notorious golfer. He played a lot at Wingfoot when he was in New York. You know, he, he just loved golf. He was a long hitter. Um, so he fell victim to McDonald's cape, cape Hole. He believed, so the Cape Hole, it's got water down the left side and you can kind of bite off as much as you want to chew. And he, he was insistent that he could drive the green and uh, when he told it was impossible, he made a sizable wager. okay So his playing partners gladly accepted the wager and uh, he, he the first drive fell short. he demanded another wager and then another and then another. so after 11 tries
1: Glenn Allen Hill would have got there Allen No go ahead. After
0: eleven tries, he ran out of golf balls, and uh, paid up his bets and stalked off the course. Wow! The fifth hole—that's amazing. (laughs) Done. That's a
1: great story.
0: Just a little bit about about Bermuda, uh, the origins, how golf got there, how it could have been Cuba. Yeah,
1: and uh, so. I wonder if like, was it like a disproportionate amount of drunk golf happening, party golf happening out here when it was during pro? I mean, I, I know that it was probably like that very in many places, not just many golf courses too, but, or maybe it was by the time they have a really up and running, they'd repealed prohibition. I don't know. It sounds like it was a party joint for a lot of rich, rich guys looking to get.
0: I like golf. to think of it as the Baker's Bay of the 1920s. <laughs>
1: good that's great all right i had a couple on durell i think that's good though that suffices i had i had a fun one about when uh you know what i'm interested in what are you patrick reed
0: Returning these guys back all
1: to- savage the course like last time you know around and now they're playing for live where it's like you know you're supposed to be on the mind your p's and q's it's like 2015 i have found tweets from uh ian Poulter, just like Mocking the fact that one, two, and three of the world drive, driving distance leaders were one, two, and three on the leaderboard. Um, Scotty Vale, the caddy, was calling it dump international. Uh, well, Poulter. Poulter got in that gonna, big fight with. Go ahead, go ahead. We're going to. I'm going to
0: say that you know, outrage tends to uh, be necessitated by journalists that ask real questions and have access to pros to ask questions and live does not really provide that for for journalists it is uh you've got you know bullshit meme accounts and uh and guys that are uh frankly the borals are uh getting a little little gray
1: yeah it's just yeah all these guys have a lot of history dj's won there greg norman won there three times i had a flashback on him don't even get into. How he had dust up. You know, he's dust up with everybody. Dust with Norman's dust up at Durrell. Poulter criticized the course. Brooks has had some issues with it. Now they're back there. Uh, Patrick Reed, of course, became top five player in the world there. So it's just, it's a course that we have some history with. So it'll be moderately interesting to see how that goes off. All right. It's probably their best course that they play. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe it's. We got we got some intel from friends in Saudi Arabia about the King Abdullah Economic City course. And the one person described it as a literal Potemkin village. There's just tons of development, apartments, tons of apartments, and nobody lives there. It's all just like empty stuff. And they just keep building more and more and more. But it's not apparently that close to Jeddah. Jeddah may be just what you kind of fly into. All right. That's your random fact of the week as we sign off on Friday. Thanks to uh, b Thanks to Precision Pro. Go to b Stock up on a little collegiate gear as, as the layering season arrives. All right. We'll be back with you on Monday. Halloween costumes. Recap a little Butterfields. Live. We'll be watching Kim Swan or Swan Kim.
0: Whatever. What's his,
1: is it Kim Swan? We need to get a tracker account. Is there a <laughs> Kim Swan tracker account out there? Anybody take him in uh, DFS? All right. We'll talk what to you guys. He, what do you think he was going for? Hold on. Let me give you an update here. Where we, at? we got. Kim Swan we got. tracker. Kim ourselves.
0: Swan's. He's at 12 over through 10. <laughs>
1: he so shot he 47.
0: <laughs> 47 out of his first nine. He finished double, double bogey bogey to shoot 47
1: damn come on oh well well he's got his board of trustees gig to fall back on you know troy trojans legend uh, you know troy trojans accomplishments all right everyone enjoy your weekends be safe have fun we'll be back with you on monday